Welcome to Mind Your Small Business, a brand new podcast which makes starting or running a business easier. This week we're going to chat about the serious subject of tax. Let's face it, nobody enjoys talking about it, but when you're self-employed or running a small business, you simply cannot hide from it. I'm Gordon Rutherford from AXA, and this week I'm delighted to be joined by Faris Aranke and Amber Craddock. Faris, who is a strategy consultant and soft skills trainer, launched his business, Shia Ghetto Consulting, just short of two years ago. Amber returns to this series of Mind Your Small Business, having featured previously in episode one. And to remind you, Amber launched her business, Amber's Car Care, just before COVID hit. Her business specialises in valets and detailing for cars and motorbikes. So welcome back, Amber, and good morning, Faris. Hey there. Hey, good morning. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, By way of background, can you tell us a little bit more about what your business does, Faris? Yeah, sure. Uh, I work in a very nebulous space, which is uh, around strategy and emotional intelligence. Uh, Basically, I help companies um, work out where they should be heading and uh, then try and work out the human problems that are stopping them achieving that. And um, as I say, it's uh, something I very much enjoy that is immensely, I realise there's a lot of value to companies doing it, uh, but is sometimes difficult to explain. Okay. and, you know, I'd, I'd love to spend more time talking about that, but we have this this, this tax issue to deal with. And um, But before we get to that, Amber, just remind us why you launched Amber's Car Care. Um, well, it was a hobby for many years. I was a teacher for 12 years. Um, I had a nervous breakdown and it was the detail and valeting was my sort of way out. So I used that to just basically take a completely different route in life, retrain as a motor mechanic, MOT tester to gain skills and go for it full time. Excellent. Fantastic. So we can't avoid it any longer. Tax. Faris, your business has been uh, going now for almost two years. Yeah. What have you found is the trickiest aspect of small business taxation to deal with? Uh, I mean, for, for me, I'm you know, tax doesn't excite me. Um, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there. So what I found tricky is, is is really a the motivation to get into it, but uh, staying on top of all the aspects that I need to stay on top of. Um, certainly, it's, my business has only been around two years, but even in that time, uh, from a tax point of view, I've uh, gone through a lot of iterations, uh, and it's been a real uh, journey for me. Okay, thank you. And Amber, what about yourself? What have you found? Um, I was just understanding what taxes are and what I need to pay. Um, looking at the deadlines and then budgeting um, factors in for those tax costs. Um, it just can be a bit daunting when all you want to do is just set up there and make some money and get some in re- revenue in. So, yeah. No, of course. And I mean, you're, you're, you're both kind of, in, in terms of maturity of business, you're both in a similar place, one uh, September 19 and one February 20. Um, so before you actually launched your business, you know, is there anything that you wish you had known about small business taxation before embarking upon the journey you took? Faris? Uh, yeah, so you know, I talked about have uh, only been around two years, and the journey uh, from a tax point of view is, you know, if I look back at w- what I've done, is 
uh, I started as a as a sole trader, effectively, uh, and there's a whole set of rules for that as a tax thing, and then uh, and then moved on to setting up my own company, um, and uh, and then was looking at using umbrella organisations. So so three different tax structures, um, all with different implications, um, and obviously I didn't expect any of that, and a lot of it was as a response of client demands. So uh, it wasn't necessarily my desire to go to those spaces. I was sort of pressure was being put on me so um i wish uh, you know at the, at the start i wish i'd kind of thought through what i actually wanted rather than having to be on the back foot responding from a tax point of view to what the market or, or what other people were telling me they needed from me um because that would have been much more helpful to a have understood the differences between each of those uh, to have worked out where i wanted to be and what the implications of my business would be and that's, I mean, it's a really interesting point. And having looked at that previously and the different kind of uh, statuses of organisations like sole trade and limited companies and partnerships, I mean, if, for example, hypothetically, I was going into business next week and setting up my own business, I mean, what what advice could you give me, Faris, to say whether I should choose to become a sole trader or a limited company or, or anything like that? How do, how do I make that decision? So it's it's like any decision in life. Right? Uh, you need to think through what it's actually coming back to the strategy. What do you want your business to achieve? Where do you see it going? Um, and kind of future forecast where what you want to do. Um, and that can be um, uh, driven by the kind of work you want to do or the kind of organization you want to build, the kind of small business. Um, so really project yourself into the for, into the future and work backwards from that. Um, would be my advice uh, and funny enough that's the kind of stuff I do with clients uh, and it, so it, it strikes me as even funnier that I didn't really do that with myself from a tax point of view I kind of did it from a what what kind of things I want to be offering people um, what kind of business I want to build but I never really looked at it from a tax point of view so actually that's a, that, you know I would advise people to to really sit down with that hat and that might mean sitting down with a tax uh, specialist or someone who knows this that part of the world a bit better than you um, so that you can get clear advice. Okay, thanks for that, Faris. And Amber, same question to yourself. So, you know, what do you wish you had known about small business taxation before starting Amber's Car Care? Um, I wish I'd known that I, half of it is not as tricky as I thought. If um, if you go and seek advice from financial advisors, accountants on the outset, rather on the outset, sorry, rather than getting a few months down the line and thinking, ah, I need to, I need to sort something out now. Um, it would have saved me a lot of headache and worry um, to begin with um, because I'm just quite a headstrong person, independent. I thought I could do it all myself. And when you work full-time, you're managing and running a business, um, you're being your own customer service person as well, it takes your toll, especially mental health-wise. So seek advice, especially when you're a new startup, to talk to people about it because if you don't, you're going to end up in a little bit of a pickle, really. And you really, you really don't want to be in that pickle uh, with this, with this particular subject. And it's really interesting that you you speak about utilising a specialist in this area, Amber, because in earlier podcasts, in many of our earlier podcasts, we've spoken about um, people who run small businesses having the need to do things themselves. So you have to be, as you mentioned, you have to be the customer service. Executive, but you also have to be the marketing director and the IT director, you know, and the HR director. You have to be kind of all things. But is this one area that you simply cannot do yourself, Faris? 
no, you, I mean, unless you're an expert, um, you've got to appreciate where where your knowledge, how far it will take you, and where you where you need help, right? And um, uh, you know, I, I, everything Amber says uh, it resonates with me, and everything you, you've just said, Gordon, about you know, when you run a business, you think you're a superhero and you can do everything, but actually, being honest with yourself, where your skills lie and where and where you you, you need, you've got some gaps, is it can be a really important part of being a small business owner. Um, so I definitely appreciate that tax isn't my thing. Um, you know, I have a broad grasp of it. Um, and that filling in that gap and finding somebody who can help me um, is immensely uh, a powerful thing for my business. So I do, you know, have a financial advisor who helps in these aspects. But also you can have a super advisor, as I call it, someone who's on top of things. But one of the things that I did to, to tackle um, those challenges you say about how you you don't know everything and you can't do everything is is create a a, a network of uh, wise village elders so so to speak other people who also run their small businesses um, and we all trade advice uh, some are experts in in finances some are experts in HR some are in legal and between us the twenty of us it's amazing the combined knowledge you have but you still need an expert at the end of the day when you deep dive into areas uh, for me at least that's how I run my business. Thanks, Faris. And that's that's actually the first time I've heard that expression, wise village elders, but I absolutely love it. It's it's fantastic. Uh, it's a great concept. Um, and it's interesting talking about the, the need for specialist help uh, in this area. Uh, and I guess that, you know, when people are starting out in business, if they, if they consider the fact that they are going to have to get specialist help in this area and they are going to have to speak to a financial advisor or an accountant, I mean, is that potentially off-putting for people? Because I'm sure that I'm sure that these guys cost a fortune to actually, you know, get involved to help you do these kind of things. What do I mean? What do you think about that, Amber? Um, it was because look, I don't know these people, and I'm trusting them with my money. But when you you got to speak to them, talk, and make don't just settle on the first one. Talk to them, find out um, their background of what they done maybe speak to other people who have used them as an accountant or financial advisor and that's what I did I spoke to small companies around me and said who do you use um, do you trust them what do they do how how do they help you um, and I just rung and went I need help please and they were they were helpful most of the time it was um, free consultation so it didn't cost me anything because they want your business at the end of the day they want to do good things for you so if they do work well for you you're going to pay them, and it's worth the money. Okay, so, I mean, it, it doesn't actually require, you know, thousands of pounds to actually set foot in the door and, and start the dialogue then? No, I just rung a couple of them up. Um, some of them it was just over the phone and then I actually went to a couple of offices and it was the first consultation was free. Um, so they just basically talked about how, what my business is, where I want to see it, just like Faris was saying, um, and sort of took me through it step by step. And the one that I use, he really broke it down and it just made it easier for me to understand. And I just thought, right, I'm trusting you. You can have my books. There you go. <laughs> OK, OK. Um, excellent. Sounds simple. Uh, doesn't sound as if it's going to cost the earth. So, you know, and, and it, it clearly makes sense because this is the one area that you can't really afford to make too many mistakes in. Um Turning to the, the, the dreaded subject that, that people always talk about with kind of fear in their eyes is VAT. Um, both of you are quite young businesses. 
Are either of you registered for that yet? I'm not, no. Uh, I'm in the process of registering, so that's an okay. interesting uh, experience. So, I mean, firstly, Faris, what prompted you to take the decision to actually move and do that, and, and how are you finding that? Um, so it was um, a, a guidance from my financial advisor, but also reaching a threshold with my business that it made sense to uh, to become VAT registered. Um, I also found it was just a natural expectation from certain of the clients that I work with that I would be, uh, again, you know, it's amazing how it's the tail wagging the dog. Um, but... Um, uh, so it all kind of lots of lots of paths led to the same direction, which made sense for me. So, um, as I say, it's it's pretty recent decision. So um, going through the process fairly simple, um, but uh, still uh, still waiting to for the hallowed status of being VAT certified. Okay, and you know it's quite. You said something there that's quite interesting, and I, and I understand that there is a, a threshold whereby if your turnover exceeds a certain amount, you. Uh, you are legally obliged to become VAT registered. Um, but I remember, because uh, I spent a few years being self-employed, and I remember electing to register for uh, VAT on the basis that I, I felt it would make me look more of a heavy hitter to clients, you know, uh, and they would think I was they would think I was more successful than what I was, really, and, uh, and that was it. It then, it then brings the dreaded quarterly return of VAT and what have you. And, I mean, do you plan to do that yourself, Faris, or is that something you will outsource to your financial advisor? Uh, I will, uh, I think, uh, well, I, my plan is to have a go at it myself. Um, not because I think I'm very good at it, if we reflect on things, but actually I think having an appreciation, I always like to uh, understand things a little bit, right? It's it's probably like Amber's world. Uh, we, I always think we should all, if we own a car, we should all know what's under the bonnet a little bit, not necessarily be experts. So um, having, a, having a quick go at, uh, well, not a quick go, but having an initial go at doing my own VAT, I think will be immensely useful to understand um, and be able to speak the same language when I invariably hand it over to my financial advisor. Yeah, uh, great answer. Um, and just, I mean, just expanding uh, on on the kind of uh, premise there's going to be people listening to this who are thinking of setting up their own small business. Um, what advice would you give them, Faris, uh, you know, if, they, if they've maybe have done that and they are kind of struggling to get their head around the tax issues? Uh, it's it it goes back to like when you use a financial advisor or not. It's um, is be honest with yourself that you are struggling. You know, maybe maybe actually um, lead by a bit of fact, right? So often we find it hard to admit to ourselves that we can't do something. But if you actually say, okay, um, I'm going to time how long it have taken this month to do the the VAT or the taxes, and you, and you start to see just how long it is actually taking, then it becomes actually a business decision. It's not about your own ability. It's actually, hey, is, is 10 hours of my time worth it uh, doing this when actually I know I'm super great at, say, winning work or delivering work, which is far more valuable to the company. So actually, it, it makes sense. So So some of it is overcoming your own sort of personal assumptions and challenges and um and and uh, and then i'd echo what amber says find a great uh, financial advisor accountant do some chemistry sessions because hopefully if your business is successful this will be a relationship for a long time so you might as well find someone that you enjoy working with as well as they're the, the right price point um and uh, and then it will make it easier to hand stuff over and have confidence in them of course and, and confidence is is 
critical in, in all aspects and it's something we've spoken about before in previous podcasts and one of the subjects of a previous uh, episode in this series was the whole thing around planning and organising um, and I guess Amber the two things go hand in hand if you want to be uh, efficient in understanding your taxes and managing your taxes you need to be uh, well organised I guess is that is that true to assume that? Um, yes uh... Well, luckily, I'm a very organised person with having the teaching background, so everything's always in order. But if you... Yeah, because it's like a cluttered desk is a cluttered mind, so think of it that way. If you have everything set out clearly, you can see clearly where the paths are going to go. So, yeah, organisation, I think, is key, and managing that time around that organisation as well. Yeah, I, I guess it is, and... I mean, I guess the more organised you are and the more structured you are, the the less likelihood there's of an unexpected, dreaded bill from um, HMRC dropping in the doormat. Uh, but you hear stories like that happening all the time where people have maybe underestimated or they, they've kind of miscalculated uh, deadlines or even cash flow isn't so good. I mean, and you you might know the answer to this and you might not, and, and I'm, I'm putting this out to both of you, but as as the worst scenario when you're self-employed and that happens, what what can people do? What can people running a small business do when that brown envelope drops uh, and it's asking for money that it might be hard to come by at that point in time? Run away. <laughs> <laughs> And that concludes today's episode. <laughs> no, I think it's a case of don't see it as a bad thing. See it as a learning curve. Go, right, I've got this. How can I stop this from happening next time? Um, but if you're like, short of money, again, go back to your accountant, your financial advisor, and say, right, how am I going to sort this? How are we going to stop it from happening? Um, because I want to have my tea next week, please. So, Yeah, of course. Um, and you, what about yourself, Faris? Any any kind of tips around that dreaded scenario? I mean, uh, well, there's there's the how to avoid the problem, but yeah, if you're if you're dealing with the problem, um, I think Amber's right. Find a solution. Um, that it depends how big how big that uh, that uh, um, request is for, but find a solution that isn't going to have some long term implications to your business, right? So don't take on extra debt or some ridiculous uh, um, interest rates just to, to handle something, um, and and learn from it um, and um, put in place so it doesn't happen again. But also. Um, you know, pat, I was going to say pat yourself on your back, but look at it positively. Actually, maybe your business did better than you expected. That's why you weren't anticipating this. So it, it can't all be doom and gloom. There might be actually, hey, we, we kind of screwed up, but because we're doing really well. Sure. And I mean, you, you kind of touched on something there and, and it kind of linked back to something you spoke about earlier when you spoke about your Wise Village Elders thing. And I guess... Um, you know, one one of the one of the key things in moments like that when that happens is to lift the phone and actually speak to HMRC and, and say, well, look, you know, that the, there is there is something something's happened here. I obviously owe you this money, uh, but coming to an arrangement with them because they don't want to, you know, be in the position where you are effectively getting liquidated or anything like that. You know, I guess. So I, I guess I guess communication with things like that is is always key. Um, 
and you know, using using the people around about you, these wise village elders to kind of counsel you and and, uh, and anything that can be done around that. So, I mean, obviously, a lot of people listening to this are thinking of starting their own business. Um, what is what is the one thing you would leave them with on the subject of taxation, Faris? What is the one kind of silver bullet you would say to them? Hey, uh, don't be afraid of it. Uh, if, if if tax is your biggest um, headache, then actually you've got a really good business. Uh, so, um, you know, upskill yourself enough so you can you can bluff your way at a cocktail party, but then find someone specialist to, who's got your back when it comes to tax. Sage words. And yourself, Amber? Just make sure you ask questions about it because we don't like to talk about it, but we should. Um, yeah, just speak to people and don't be afraid to ask questions and say you might be struggling. Again, great advice. Um, we always conclude these things with uh, with some takeaways and I think there's been some uh, fantastic takeaways today. I think both of you... Uh, at the very end, they're touching some brilliant things. You know, be you know, be be open about talking about this. Get advice. Speak to people. Uh, research it. Understand it. Don't hide away from it because it's the one thing that can uh, that can come back to bite you. The the more organised and the more uh, structured and the more planned that you are, the easier it's going to be to manage it. Um, make sure you have a good think about your company structure, if it, if it is a company or whether you're going to be a sole trader before you go into it. Um, and and the one the one silver bullet I'm going to take from this is uh, if you don't have one already. Uh, seek out a, a council of wise village elders um, because collectively you can be much more powerful than you can individually. And I really, I really loved that one. That was a great piece of advice. Um, so that that is as kind of uh, concludes our episode on tax. I mean, who would have thought the subject was so much fun? Um, all that's left to say is a massive, massive thank you to Faris Aranke from Shia Ghetto Consulting and Amber Craddock from Amber's Car Care. Faris, how can people find your business? Uh, they can uh, visit our website, which is www.shiaghetto.com. Uh, Shia Ghetto is S-H-I-A-G-E-T-O. Uh, or they can look for Faris Aranke on LinkedIn. Uh, there's not many of us about. <laughs> Thanks. And Amber? Uh, you can reach me on my website, uk, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram. If you search Amber's Car Care, you'll see my face everywhere. <laughs> I Excellent. <hope. laughs> well, once again, thanks to both of you. You were both brilliant today. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to the series via your usual podcast app. If you want to find out more about the Mind Your Small Business series, you can do so at www.axa.co.uk forward slash podcast. And you can also get loads of brilliant small business advice from AXA's Business Guardian Angel site, which is at www.axa.co.uk. Next week's episode is all about work-life balance and motivation. So join me, Gordon Rutherford, and another couple of special guests for that. We look forward to welcoming you. Many thanks.